Wow, look how shitty this presentation is. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Great to be back. Uh, totally missed the transition. So, one second. I fucked it up. Which is a good sign. <clears throat> I'd hate to be doing this correctly. Uh, we don't want that. We don't want that at all. Um, why is it not... Come on, dude. This is worst, worst time. There's my Spotify. You can't see my stats, unfortunately. Here we go. Now, I had to get online today to clear up some rumors. Uh, people thought, you know, hey, they saw the news. Man in Provo gets killed. I know a lot of people were worried. They were concerned, knowing my political leanings. Uh, let's just get to the news real quick, can we? Uh, it's It's muted shot and killed a man in shot and killed developing tonight fbi agents shot and killed a man in utah while serving a warrant to him for allegedly making death threats against president biden ahead of his visit to that state peter alexander has late details tonight president biden out west heading to salt lake city just hours after the fbi says its agents had a deadly confrontation with a man who had threatened to kill him the FBI says it happened at 6.15 this morning in nearby Provo, Utah, where they were serving an arrest warrant on suspect Craig Robertson, who they say was approximately 70 to 75 years old. There was a big boom, and then there was another one and another one. In court documents, the FBI says Robertson posted on social media, I hear Biden is coming to Utah, and that he was cleaning the dust off his sniper rifle. This Robertson Post, according to the FBI, shows a picture of his weapons along with threats ahead of the 2024 election cycle. The documents also say Robertson posted threats to kill Vice President Kamala Harris and the Democratic DA in Manhattan, Alvin Bragg, who's now prosecuting former President Trump. During surveillance in March, the FBI says it observed Robertson wearing a hat bearing the word Trump. And when agents attempted to speak with him, Robertson replied, I said it was a dream, adding, don't return without a warrant. He was nice to me. It just goes to show you never know who your neighbors are. It comes amid growing concerns over threats to public officials and their families. Capitol Police saying the number of investigations is historically high. Major incidents include the violent attack on House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul, and an attempted assassination of conservative Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. The FBI has not released any details about what sparked today's deadly confrontation. No FBI agents were injured. This I get the fuck out of here. So I'm all right. It's not me. I'm a big fan of President Biden. He's a great president. I love President Biden. I couldn't be happier to have a president like him in office. And it really reminded me something that I, I hate. And I've been hating a lot more lately. And it's white people. And I can't get past that <clears throat> we got these problems in America that white people created. And now white people are going to solve them all. And I think white people are going to fuck it up worse. So I, I don't really know where I'm going with that line of thinking. I mean, Jesus Christ, what else am I going to talk about, dude? Holy fuck. Um, you know, I I heard the news this morning and I didn't know Craig personally. I didn't even know him at all. I would have liked to have talked to him and said, yo, Craig, chill the fuck out, dude. Why are you, why are you acting all wild, man? Don't be posting that shit. Um, but Utah's got their hardcore, uh, their hardcore believers and uh, wherever they are, which is crazy. This guy believes what he thinks and, you know, 
he got he got taken out by the FBI. Imagine the FBI showing up at your door because of your Facebook post. Holy shit. It's real, man. Uh, I'm going to jump into some other things, which I thought this tied in actually kind of suspiciously, right? Uh, Ecuadorian presidential candidate shot dead. He got assassinated. I got these cookie preferences. Fuck that shit. This guy's dead now. He's the Ecuadorian presidential candidate, Fernando. So I thought that was interesting. Today we had two incidences, one where a guy gets killed for making threats and another guy who wasn't able to be stopped. And I think that's why we need to take these threats seriously uh, if you're a presidential candidate. And there was something else uh, to tie into this. Um, JFK Jr., right? Um Denied CIA or whatever. What is it called? Um, denied uh, fucking denied protection. This this podcast already sucks. Um, misleading viral claim. So apparently I'm about to debunk myself. Okay, so let's get the debunking going. Fact check. RFK Jr.'s misleading viral claim about Secret Service protection. Uh, blah, blah, blah. He tweeted that Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas had decided that Secret Service protection for him is not warranted at this time. Kennedy said this denial came after nearly three months with no response to his campaign's request for Secret Service protection. Uh, CNN has no reason to dispute any of that. The Department of Homeland Security declined to comment on Kennedy's tweet, which had received more than 12 million views. Uh, facts first. Uh, I, I really don't feel like reading, to be honest. Um, so I guess I'll just be fact-checked on that. Shout out to the chat. I got great chat here. I got Enslaved by Truth, Michael A., Jeremy, Yella, uh, Flow State, uh, full crowd, full crowd. And uh, I think these Wednesday shows are in anticipation for my big shows on Friday. I'm going to do, do like all-day Friday shows, panel hopping, save all my creative energy for Fridays. So if you're gonna you're going to catch – me on Friday doing a lot of fun stuff, being on people's shows, doing usually what I normally do. And I've, I've decided to allocate most of my time to Fridays. And and Wednesdays are where I kind of prep, just relax, let everybody know how it's going to go. Um, and don't think I'm not going to talk about autism. I'm going to get that out of the way right now. But before I do, I want to talk about, there's the autism. Um, here's another autistic article. And another autistic article. We'll get we'll get to those in a second. I want to talk about animals attacking people real quick. A woman who was brutally attacked by river otter shares graphic photos. So I'm going to warn my audience right now. These are pretty graphic. River otters are not cool. And I, I really am bringing up this topic because I watched 20 minutes of a show called River Otter Dynasty on HBO or whatever. And it's terrible. It's the worst show I've ever seen. Um, and they make river otters look kind of cool and kind of like interesting. And, I, you know, you see all this news about the river otter taking a surfboard. Now this, that was a sea otter. Now we got a river otter just beating the shit out of a woman. And animals, I think they we're, in, we're living in the end times. This otter, I think, honestly, look at that. This otter kicked the shit out of this woman. It bit my face in several places, both of my ears, my arms, my hands, my legs, my thighs, and my ankle. My friends were bit on the hands. Look, here's the truth. 
I, if I ever saw a river, river fucking otter, I'd, I'd, I swear to God, I'd grab the fucking thing and I'd kill it so easily. Now, I know a lot of people think these things were in, they imagine like, oh, if I was ever in that scenario, no, I swear to God, I'd, I'd just be like, oh, this, this otter, I don't know how, how long they can hold their breath either. I, I'd try to, I'd try to kill it. Why wouldn't you? If an otter comes at you, all gloves are off. And I've, I've been seeing otters recently at the zoo, at the aquarium. They're nice. They're playful. But I think they're actually easy kills. They're oversized. They're, I, I really call them river rats. Otters are river rats. They're just oversized rats. Yeah, man. I'll fucking kill a rat. Easy. Especially a river rat. And so I was thinking to myself, you also have this woman. She did the twofer. This woman did the twofer. She got attacked by a snake and a hawk. We begin with a 12 News exclusive. A Silsby woman says she feels lucky to be alive after she was attacked by a snake and a hawk. Peggy Jones was mowing the grass of her property when a snake fell from the sky. Good evening, everyone. I'm Brenda Mathieu. If you don't believe that's God talking to us, having his otters, having his hawks and snakes attack people, I'm telling you, people don't know this, I'm Mormon, and I believe we live in the latter days. And I think we should all be looking forward to, or looking at the signs. I'm seeing lots of shark attacks. I could pull those up. Got about five of them on my other tab. Shark attack, shark attack, shark attack. Those are kind of boring. Unless the person dies. These these news stories are a little bit more exciting to me. You got the hawk. As a snake gripped her arm, Jones says a hawk swooped down and started viciously attacking her. 12 News reporter Gloria Walker spoke with Jones tonight. Gloria, this wild animal attack really came out of nowhere. That's right, Brenda. Peggy Jones says this can only be described as a freak incident. And now she always keeps a vigilant eye on the sky scary, very traumatic. Mowing the lawn is something scary. Peggy Jones does on a regular basis. But in late July, when she... See, this is the first problem. We're allowing women back into manly duties. The man, her husband, should have been mowing the lawn. Now, first of all, God's going to attack any... I think the real attack was on the man here. Because if you're her husband, and the news story comes out that your woman's mowing your lawn, it's a sign from God, dude. Hey, Get her ass out. I don't know why women think they can fucking mow, first of all. I'm pretty sure if you look at the MLB, mow, like the guys who mow the lawns, not one of them is a woman. Not one of them. I'm anti-women mowing lawns. I also think women shouldn't be allowed to pump their own gas. I think that should be a crime. It's the middle of the property. She says she got a surprise no one could be prepared for. A snake dropped from the sky. He wrapped his self around me as I was slinging my arm and wouldn't come off. And as this is going on, there's a hawk coming down, trying to get him. And as, as I'm trying to sling the snake off, the snake is striking me in my eye. He's striking my face, striking my face. The Thank snake started God, coiling around her arm tightly, leaving her bruised, only to be met by a hawk who was coming to retrieve its lunch. It was a full-on battle between the three of them. Peggy was fighting for her life. At about the fourth time, the hawk got the snake and carried it away and I looked down and I was covered in blood. We decided to blur these photos based Thank on God. severity of Peggy's wounds. Peggy's husband rushed her to the emergency room where doctors say the snake didn't get a chance to bite her. I, I have cuts and 
scratches and punctures uh, covering my arm. I have severe bruises. This is tragic. Okay, so this is a warning to all men. If you let your woman mow the lawn, God's gonna come. He's gonna he's gonna come with everything he has, like Aquaman for the land. Why isn't there an Aquaman for the land? Think about it. why isn't there a guy who can? Why isn't there a land Aquaman? What would he be called? Landman? Why isn't there a landman who can get uh, all the uh, snakes and, and elephants? And well, we need a landman superhero. Uh, we really do. Um, we. <laughs> I need a landman. Still, I still have open wounds. While Peggy is still recovering, she says she is thankful for community support ever since she shared her story. I'd like to thank everyone. Uh, I haven't got to comment back on all of them. It just got overwhelming. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'd like to thank everyone for all the prayers and concerns. It's been a overwhelming experience, and I just am thankful that I'm alive. And now even... Me too. God kept a real one when he kept her. And um, I'm seeing Captain Planet is is who the, the one we're looking for. I'm going to jump into my conspiracy uh, section right now. This is for all the people who don't know about programming and shows. So um, the Illuminati and the elite like to uh, give a warning to everybody. And also I'd like to tie in the hawk and the snake into the Mexico American, uh, the Mexican flag because the hawk has the snake. And I think this is really a symbol from God that Mexico is going to take over America, starting with the South. So I, I do believe if we're if we're paying attention to the signs and the omens of the times, we should take note that a hawk and a snake means Mexico coming north, attacking a white woman. At the end of the day, this is a the clear and definitive sign that, yes, Mexico is invading America soon. Um, but we have this art, we have this, uh, conspiracy segment up next. I uh, can't wait, uh, to, to share this with everybody. And I, this is about programming. So X-Files apparently did this, a show called Travelers on Netflix has done this and Utopia on Amazon Prime. So they've all kind of programmed everybody with these, uh, what's it called? these early warning signs of what was going to happen with COVID. So I wonder if I'll get a copyright strike here, but I really don't give a fuck. So let's roll the tape. O'Malley has been making claims. Claims about what? You and everyone you know has a piece of DNA in your genome put there without your knowing it. Put there by whom? Well, that's the question of the day. This is an internet lunatic. You're not saying you believe him. Hold on, Agent Einstein. You're talking to a scientist. Uh, forgive me, Assistant Director. It may sound... Talking to a scientist, I love that. I'm just going to pause it and, and make sure I try not to get a strike here. Sound insensitive, but the suggestion is pure science fiction. What I'm saying, Agent Einstein, is that the facts, as I understand them, cannot be discounted out of hand. No one has the right or the ability to tamper with your DNA. Unless we gave them that ability. When you say that... So I think Ancestry.com and these other DNA things, we're going to get into it soon. I really don't know what this clip is going to say. They're tampering with our DNA, that they're able to shut down our immune systems by the addition of something to our DNA. Yes, but I don't know how exactly. Or how it's being triggered. I don't know that either. 
for why it's happening now. What can we possibly do? We need to act quickly. You were right about that. Well, I was wrong about the science. I got a new friend here. The name's Hello, and I appreciate you stopping by. Tarzan, yes, does seem like an applicable hero for the world. And I do think he can talk to land animals. And I am not XQC. I am actually irrelevant. I was wrong about what's causing it. Dead wrong, in fact. But it's clearly a widespread failure of our immune systems. Through gene tampering. A virus within a virus that was put there through the smallpox vaccine. It's what these men are calling the Spartan virus. We have to figure this out. Anybody hear that line? I mean, I heard it. I heard that. What's wrong with the science? Okay. The Spartan virus removes the adenosine deaminase gene from your DNA. Removes the ADA gene and your immune system will simply vanish. Yeah, but I'm not getting sick. It's only a matter of time. Okay. So how does it work? How does the virus remove the ADA gene? A process called CRISPR-Cas9. CRISPR-Cas9. RNA and a protein cutting genes at exact locations. Exactly. But in this instance, used as a weapon. You guys hear the weapon part? I mean, they're telling us. They're trying to tell us through Hollywood because Hollywood cares about America, Americans, Americans. And they really want us to know when the next big thing's coming so we can all say that we saw X-Files, Utopia, and Time Travelers on Netflix and whatever and say, look, look, I saw this on TV. I know what's going to happen. And then it, it turns into the Cassandra complex, right? which is when you warn people of an inevitable collapse or failure and you're just ignored. So these shows are put out to make people like myself look crazy, man. The ultimate weapon. The ability to depopulate the planet. To kill everyone but the chosen. By tampering with their DNA. Through gene editing. Why do such a thing and lie about it? Our own government. Your own government lies as a matter of course, as a matter of policy. The Tuskegee experiments on black men in the 30s, Henrietta Lacks. What are they trying to... And that's the most important part right there. Is like when you tie in the fact that, look, uh, the government experimented on black people. Okay? So if you think I'm racist, I'm not. I already cleared up how I don't like white people today. And I think I dislike them the most. I think at the top of my dislike list is white liberal women, white liberal men, and then the rest of society. That's like where my angst goes. Still, President Biden is my favorite president. That's the missing piece. But it's not hard to imagine a government hiding, hoarding technology for 70 years at the expense of human life and the future of the planet. Driven not only by corporate greed, but a darker objective. The takeover of America. And then the world itself, by any means necessary, however violent, or cruel, or efficient. By severe drought, brought on by weather wars, conducted secretly using aerial... Weather wars. Now we're to the the most important part, because they have to tell you after the, the virus within a virus or whatever. Then they go to weather wars. Okay, and I have to, you know, it's interesting that President Biden came to Utah today, and I'll be very honest with you, I've never seen more, I haven't, the the amount of cloud seeding I saw today is higher than I've seen all summer. So I thought that was a bit interesting, and I think the reason they did all this cloud seeding or whatever, people call them chemtrails, is because 
you know, they spray different chemicals in the air depending upon, you know, what they need. Maybe better radar. Maybe they know there's a satellite in space and they're fucking stirring up all this shit so the satellite can't see. I have no clue what the fuck they're spraying in the skies above Utah. But uh, I will tell you that they did spray a fuck ton of chemicals in the air today. And how do I know? You can just look up in the sky. You see the trajectories. It looks like um, it looks like crisscross applesauce, right? And it was a clear, not a, not a cloud in the sky. Not a cloud in the sky. And I look up today and I just saw, wow, look at all these fucking cloud lines all over the goddamn place. So I thought that was interesting. President Biden comes to Utah and, of course, what do we get? Tons, tons of cloud seeding today. Contaminants and high-altitude electromagnetic waves in a state of perpetual war to create problem, reaction, solution scenarios to distract, enrage, and enslave American citizens at home with tools like the Patriot Act and the National Defense Authorization Act, which abridge the Constitution in the name of national security. The militarization of police forces in cities across the U.S., the building of prison camps by the Federal Emergency Management Agency with no stated purpose, the corporate takeover of food and agriculture, pharmaceuticals and healthcare, even the military in clandestine agendas to fatten, dull, sicken, and control a populace already consumed by consumerism. And I encourage you all to go shopping more. A government that taps your phone, collects your data, and monitors your whereabouts with impunity. A government preparing to use that data against you when it strikes. And the final takeover begins. The takeover of America. By a well-oiled and well-armed multinational group of elites that will cull, kill, and subjugate. Happening as we sit here. And so here's something else, too. Uh, and here's really why I believe it's it's not... You know, with the past three years, you see all the terrible things that have happened. There was a recent missionary who opened up, uh, at least this is speculative at best, he opened up his missionary announcement to find out where he was going to go, and he had a heart attack and died. This is a 19-year-old young man. Um, and then you have all these other health incidences of older people, uh, like, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know what happened to Jamie Foxx, but... You get into this idea where they actually don't need anybody they used to, where you think, well, why would they give something out that killed everybody or sickened everybody or hurt everybody? Well, they have AI, right? Jamie Foxx is, you can just make another Jamie Foxx. They can make a Jamie Foxx that's better than a Jamie Foxx and CGI him in a movie, right? Like these these people, right? These high value assets that used to be in the entertainment industry, they're actually worthless now. Right? Like anybody who's anybody, you're completely worthless because they'll just take all of what you've already signed over to them and then they'll just make Django 5, Django 10, whatever they want to make. They're just going to do that. We'll finish this clip. Here. It's happening all around us. The other shoe waiting to drop. It'll probably start on a Friday. The banks will announce a security action necessitating their computers to go offline all weekend. Digital. So... Now we get into the QAnon conspiracy of like a digital blackout. So now they're coming in. So they've already hit the virus within a virus. They hit uh, climate change wars. And then now they're doing the blackout, bankruptcy, bank failure, collapse, got to go dark. I mean, it's beautiful. 
it really it really is amazing how they can just hit every single note in X-Files, and they should. They should hit all the notes. Is there anything else? Money will disappear. They can just steal your money? Followed by the detonation of... Hold on, money will disappear, right? You will own nothing and be happy. That's the whole idea, right? Uh, physical cash, physical currency. It's all going to disappear, right? So that's the whole conspiracy agenda right here. Strategic electromagnetic pulse bombs to knock out major grids. Well, we'll see... Now we're in the major grid electrical knockout. I was ahead of myself, but they, you know, I already knew where they were going. And this is kind of amazing to me, and I love it, right? I love how in, in one show they can just butter my buns. Butter my buns. Like an attack on America by terrorists or Russia. An invasion of the U.S. Uh, terrorists or Russia. So at the end of this show, they, they just put the, what is it called? They put the bow on it. They put the toppings. They sprinkle it. They make it nice, and then they say, Russia. Man, I love it, dude. I couldn't feel happier about the this segment. This is my conspiracy segment. This is halfway through the show. Welcome to the show, everybody. Make sure you unsubscribe, dislike. And uh, remember, we're going to get into autism now, um, which is kind of a boring subject for, for mo most people, I would imagine. Uh, and I, I only bring this up because it's it, it striked me. Uh, shout out to the chat. Uh, everybody's still here. Toxic, Enslaved, uh, Cooter, Ginger, Michael. Uh, this next autism thing, I expect the numbers to go down, but this is my favorite topic, baby. This is my bread and butter. Uh, here we go. A new book shatters stereotypes about autism and technology. Now, I didn't even really want to get into this article too much um, because it's stupid. Uh, I'll read the introduction, and then the, the second paragraph is really kind of what strikes me. Uh, there's a popular saying in autism advocacy. If you met one autistic person, you've met one autistic person. And by the way, as someone who's met a lot of autistic people, let me just tell you something. They're too much alike, right? This idea that autistic people are unique and they're individuals and like, oh, you're, you're so different than the other autistic person. No, they're not. Almost never they are. It's bothersome how this one little line, and they, they put it at the beginning of this article, to me as someone who's been in the group, the milieu of autism, trust me, man, they're all the same. They're all the same. Um, well, here's what I want to get at, though. Um, blah, blah, blah. Early on in her new book, Kids Across the Spectrum, this chick says, uh, she's a professor, introduces Clayton, an eight-year-old black boy, which is important. I guess, who lives with his two younger brothers in public housing near Boston. Both younger boys, Khalil and Orion, have autism diagnoses, right? So this is a problem, okay? You have, you have three boys. Two of them are autistic. It's one in 36 chance you're going to have an autistic child. You have three kids. You're shooting 66% of autism into the world, 66%. You have a kid. You have another kid. What are the odds? People should immediately be looking to this person's environment and saying, what's happening? Why does this person have two autistic kids? And when, when you get in the article and, and the next one, oh, man, uh, his two brothers have autism. Clayton has many indicators of the disorder characterized in part by difficulties with communication, regulating emotions, as well as repetitive behaviors and interests. Um, and is considered high functioning. Um, so basically what what they're saying here is mama went three for three. 
Mama went three for three in autism. And this whole article, I just stopped reading it because the real concern here should be, how do you have three autistic kids? It shouldn't be about what are the kids like? What are their interests? Ah, oh, what separates them from each other? It should be what the fuck happened in this woman's environment that let her produce two and a half autistic children or two and three quarters. It should be very concerning that if you have children, you can't avoid the autism. And so either autism runs through their family blood like a goddamn river, right? And they can't avoid it. And it should be easily defined like some genetic sequence like, oh, look, it's everywhere. The autism's everywhere. But, you know, what's this article going to be about? Clayton. Uh, the brothers are emblematic of the case. Alper builds with uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, she spent seven years interviewing nearly 60 families. Look at this chick. She cares about autism. Uh, the result is a more expansive, empathetic, and complicated portrait of autistic kids. Oh, my God. It's all about race and gender. Um, insight into their child. Blah, blah, blah. More than just Joey's. Oh, my God. Those uh, supports she thinks could serve to better help. This and really, I guess the reason I bring this up is I'm bothered by this new path in autism where we just we're just accepting. Okay, we're just like, hey, we're just gonna be blind to the fact that you can have three kids; they're all gonna be autistic. We're not gonna ask any questions about how how they got the autism. We're just gonna talk about race. Uh, economic inequality, equity. We're going to talk about how the, uh, you know, the system doesn't serve these people right or well enough. Nobody ever wants to get down to the bottom of the barrel and say, how did three kids get autism from one, from one family? They went three for three. There should be something in the environment, right? That's triggering this autism is my guess. Or, 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 you know, autism runs through their veins, and that's not a bad thing. So then, uh, just to follow up on the autism segment, I've been very big in promoting the idea that you can't talk about transgenderism, okay, without talking about autism. Every transgender person I've ever known or met is somewhat autistic, all right? Uh, that's just how I, I've never met a transgender person that didn't come off as autistic, I don't know what to tell you. I see autism and then I see gender confusion after. It's like, oh, you're autistic and you're confused and then you're and then you're now transgender. So and everybody knows trans people, right? High rates of uh suicide apparently. Uh high rates of self injurious behavior, SIB, stuff like that. So what do we get to here? Uh, autism tied to higher rates of self-harm and suicide. Oh, no. <laughs> Even after accounting for socio-demographic factors, intellectual disabilities, and psychiatric diagnoses, autism is associated with an 83% increased risk of self-harm among females and 47% increased risk among males. Oh, boy. Uh, this isn't good, right? This is terrible. Uh, self-harm is a terrible thing. Uh, you don't want anybody to self-harm. It's it's bad enough humans harm each other. Uh, but when you realize that um, 
you know, what are the forms of self-harm, right? Could gender mutilation be a form of self-harm? Could, uh, what would it be called? Could uh, disconfiguring your body to look like something else be considered self-harm? So I do see going forward, we're going to look back at this time in history and how Americans and the world under the guise of white liberals, this is why I hate white people. They're, they're like, oh, we're going to help you be yourself so let's cut off your dick or let's cut off the skin on your arm and make you a dick and then later we're going to say oh you know what we actually were contributing to your self-injurious behavior but we were doing it under the guise of self-care you know we're helping you we're open we're accepting we're tolerant when are we not going to be tolerant of people's self-injurious behavior right like i think generally if you see someone harming themselves you you should try to stop it and if you're not capable of stopping it, find somebody who can, right? Find somebody who can help somebody s- stop hurting themselves. That's the most important thing we can do, perhaps. Now, I'm not a doctor and I'm, you know, I'm just irrelevant uh, at, at my best, right? Um, so I do see a big problem here, right? Uh, eventually, we're all going to realize that the transgender rise is a mask for the rise and the pandemic of autism quite frankly right so we're masking the huge rise in trans uh, in autism and we're we're dividing the group up of autistic people and we're moving some of them to transgender right so we got this intellectually disabled group it's growing too fast for for our liking so we're going to divide it into two separate camps. So because if you added it all together, people would have to say, holy shit, what's going on? Why are there so many autistic people? Why are there so many people who want to hurt themselves, see themselves as the wrong person, blah, blah, blah. We have to solve this problem. Now, solving this problem would be a big blow to a lot of corporations, industries, blah, 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 stuff like that. And I have this running thing with my show. Uh, where, you know what, you could almost every day go online, search autism, and you're going to get one of these articles. Okay. Uh, you're going to get, uh, autistic man missing. Uh, so it wasn't no surprise. This article is only 13 hours old. So, uh, this is one of my running themes. Now I'm here cause I talk about autism. I'm here to help these people. And if you live in Youngsville or around the area, the police are asking for your help in locating a missing man with autism. Uh, he's just missing. And uh, his name's Joshua Luis Tuck. He's 30. His last name is by his family. Uh, I don't even know where this is. Uh, he does drive a truck, a black 2000 Chevrolet. So he's five foot 11, weighs 200 pounds, and he's autistic. And he suffers from depression and anxiety. That's terrible. Uh, so another missing autistic person. And what this is usually called uh, in the autism field, it's called elopement, right? It's elopement, right? These autistic people just kind of wander off, right? They just wander off. If you're not watching them, they're kind of like a lighter at a, at a drug party. You ever, you've, you ever been, I've never been to a drug party, but if you did go to a drug party and you had a lighter, it's probably going to get lost, to be honest. I've lost a lot of lighters. Anyways, man, what the fuck? Is there anything else? Um, Anything else? Anything else? No. All right, so now I just got to talk. 
It fucking sucks, doesn't it? Can't react anymore. Can't react to the news. Got to talk about my life. I got 20 minutes left. 20 minutes to shoot the shit. Um, so, you know, I, I've been in my day-to-day life, dude. What have I seen? What have I noticed? Um, like, uh, I had so many great thoughts today. And I always get to this point, too, when I podcast where I have uh, almost a monologue ready. And I tell myself, this is why I'm podcasting today. Because uh, I told myself, look, dude, I'm ready. Ready to share my thoughts. Ready to share what I think about the world. And, um, you know, then I get here and I'm in the seat and I can't remember a goddamn fucking thing about anything. And, uh, you know, like, what the fuck, man? What the fuck, dude? I can't say anything interesting, anything irrelevant. Um, Here's what I will say. Just do a little bit of checkup uh, on my goals. Uh, So I have a stand-up comedy special coming out and I'm, I'm restructuring how I, how I think about it because my idea came, um, what, what, dude, what was it? It was a Brendan, Brendan Schaub, Brandon Schaub. He had a YouTube comedy special. And I thought to myself, this is, this happened like a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. And I thought this is the perfect time for me to put out my comedy special because Brendan Schaub put out a, a half an hour, gringo poppy comedy special and on youtube and i thought you know this is a perfect market for someone like me somebody who's never done stand-up comedy to put out a stand-up comedy special and now that i'm realizing the what would it be called the actual uh it's not in topic anymore right i don't even know if anybody cares about that special or how cool it was but so now I'm thinking I might mix things up. I might actually do uh, something different in the sense that I might prepare and I might go to open mics and just dick around for a little bit and record that um, because it's all set up and just have it secretly recorded and, and come out with something a little bit of a goof like that um, and, and just just edit it, right? Uh into a special, like turn five minutes into a a comedy special, kind of like a joke. So I'm thinking about how to do that. But outside of that, man, fuck, what else can I report on, dude? Oh, God. I'm so I'm floating in the water, man. Just can't think of anything to say. Um, I do think I'm the champion of being irrelevant, right? And I here's why I think that um, most of everybody online, I find to be uh, irrelevant, right? Uh, in a lot of ways, right? Uh, almost nothing I feel like we do uh, in any significant capacity shifts the, the metric or the meter. If you create content, um, you could believe like butterfly wings, right? Uh, what's that butterfly? Like, I don't even know what the fuck that means, but you can have this idea that, uh, you're making a contribution to the larger whole uh, but I, I'm starting to like question that in some sense where I don't necessarily think that you can create content and really make a difference in the direction of the government, of the world, of this or that, right? I really believe that it's kind of irrelevant, right? And the only relevancy that we give each other, anybody else is 
kind of an illusionary relevance, right? Where if you don't, it's if you if you're not doing something every single fucking day, uh, and then you're just gonna blip off into oblivion, right? Uh, nothing you will say or do really matters. And the reason I think of that is like uh, old philosophers, like I mean Marshall McLuhan. He was a great professor. Uh, in Canada or whatever, and he wrote a, a few good books. But at the end of the day, like you say his name, Marshall McLuhan, only a handful of people are even going to know who you're going to talk about. And even on that handful of people, only a few of them are even going to be able to have like a coherent conversation with you about his ideas and his thoughts and his beliefs. And, and like, and I think of like, who's the biggest people online? Destiny. Uh, who else? Alex Jones, Tucker Carlson, you just think about these people and I can't imagine in 50 years how anything these people will say will be relevant, right? I think everything gets memory hold. And I I honestly think the exact opposite is true where people will say, you know, everything you post online is there forever. I think we're moving to the opposite end of the, the spectrum where it's actually very difficult to keep the things you do post online, online. Um, and that's saying if you post it from speaking from your heart and like, oh, this is what I think and what I say. I don't believe, honestly, a lot of people, if I look at their content, very few of them, right, are actually saying what they think, what they feel, how they see the world. And if they are saying those things, right, they're getting censored, most certainly. They're getting shadow banned, if that's even real. They're getting uh, demonetized. They're being stricken to uh, the other world of relevancy, which is, you know, good luck on Rumble, right? Or good luck on Odyssey. Or It really just becomes the reality where if you don't toe the line, right, they're just going to get your shit off the internet. And if it is on the internet, right, it'll be in a uh, it'll be like yellow journalism it's it's if there's an alex jones clip on youtube it's mocking him like oh we'll we'll allow your alex jones content if you make fun of him um and i'm not reading chat i should should check in dude but i don't read chat i get in the the habit of not reading chat um uh it's just hard to read man uh practice your jokes and then go hit the streets the thing is steven i don't even have a joke Um, I mostly have stories and I don't even know if my stories are funny. Most of the time, I don't think they are. So, but I I do need to write some jokes down. I got to figure out a joke and the structure of a joke. I think I'm funny off the cuff. Um, but going forward, here's something I've been thinking about. Um, what's it called? Just, yeah, just the reality where people think that, you know, they're going to be significant. Uh, online because there's the illusion that what you post stays. Um, if you're that guy who got killed in Provo, you obviously, uh, I mean, it's weird, huh? Like, isn't it weird where they allowed, uh, that's the thing I don't get, right? So this guy made some clear threats, apparently, to the president of the United States. And instead of taking him off the internet, taking him off, removing his ability to say what he thinks. They allow this psychopath to keep his Facebook account while being monitored, right? And then they show up to the door and they have a gunfight that kill the guy. I always think that's kind of weird where if you push things to the envelope, almost in some regards, they'll find a reason to keep you, you uh, your account alive just so they can monitor you. And this is where I get into the idea of like, 
Remember when Al-Qaeda had a Twitter account, right? And I never could get past the idea of, oh, how do they not just locate where they're tweeting from and send a drone, right? I never understood that, where the Al-Qaeda had an tw- official Twitter account. And even think about anonymous on YouTube, right? So you make a YouTube account and um, you you got to put in an email. So now just imagine if you're anonymous, right? And I don't understand how this works, but somehow you're anonymous, but you, you have an email, you got to log in and, you know, kind of confirm who you are. And you're the the biggest hacking threat in the world. Like these kind of mirages placed before our eyes were like, if you just think about it for a second, it really doesn't make sense that Anonymous could have a functioning YouTube account, right? <laughs> like if they're threatening to hack people and to do harm, doesn't that break terms of service? And if it doesn't, couldn't they just find out who's uploading the video? Right for anonymous, I think that shit's so stupid. Like, uh, like I don't know, man. If you're if you're crazy, they let you on. Um, I don't know, man. What what else am I gonna talk about? I got ten minutes. All right, let me just buckle down, dude. Ten minutes. Hey, thanks everybody for watching. I can't believe anybody watches this shit, dude. <laughs> but then I can. Uh, I can't, I can't appreciate it. And I, I understand why people watch this. Uh, what can I say about this, dude? Um, what can I talk about, man? There's, how about this, dude? Um, I've been, what the fuck can I even talk about? You know what I mean? When I, you talk about yourself, your life, uh, here, here's what I'm saying. So talking about my stand-up comedy special and some of these larger goals, right, that I, I'm working towards. Previously in my life, I would I would uh, I would rely on manifestation techniques, occult things, but I've been walking closer to Christ. Let me give him some knuckles. And not that I think manifestation and these new age techniques are are the devil, right? But I but I have been coming to a closer realization, like ah oh, man. What is it that I'm doing when I practice these things, right? They've paid off for me before. And I have, uh, I have manifested things, uh, you know, like, what do you, what have you manifested, Provocate? Uh, buying a house, selling a house, getting a graduate degree, uh, moving, like little things, starting a family. Like, and how did I manifest those things? With what techniques? Primarily Neville Goddard, if you're familiar with him, who's a Christian mystic. So like, so now I got these new goals and I got these new things, but now I'm more aligned with the thought process of, you know, isn't it better if I just let God manifest these things for me and I worry less about how it's going to happen in the sense of being, uh, ardent and like practicing these rituals. Right. And I took, I took mushrooms one time and they, someone told me they were morels and they weren't morels. Um, and anyways, I like my big epiphany, right, was that your life is broken down into one ritual, right? So your life is uh, your life is one ritual and it starts and it starts in the morning and it ends every night, right? So if you can understand that you don't have to do a lot of different rituals throughout your day 
you just realize that your day is a ritual, right? And everything you do is ritualistic, right? And I'm, people say, oh, Provo kid, you're not autistic. Uh, trust me, man. I am as routine as you'll ever meet, dude. I used to throw up, by the way, when I saw people eat cereal with milk. I'd have to be put in another room. And if I heard or smelled cereal, I would become irritable. And I have no reason, I have no clue why. This is something I've worked really hard on overcoming. Uh, being around people who eat cereal now does not bother me. I, in fact, never ate cereal till I was 18 years old, 19 years old. Um, and I, and then it was, I tried it and I ate it and I liked it. Um, but I don't eat cereal. I just, I just, you know, I did it to show people who was around like, look, I'll eat it. Okay. I'll eat cereal, but I, I'm not a fan of it. I think it's, I think it's trash. Um, what the fuck am I talking about? Uh, so anyways, now I'm thinking about this com com comedic goal or some of these other goals. I'm like, what do I do? Like, do I manifest them? Do I, do I do the old things I used to do? Or do I just let Christ take the will? And I've been more inclined to just let Christ take the will and let my life go and, and move forward, which I'm a big fan of. Um, and I think that's kind of a cool thing, but I might go back into visualizing and some other techniques. I don't know. Like, like, what is that? Am I dabbling in Satanism? Um, am I dabbling with, uh, the dark arts as some people say? And you know what, if I am, let me dabble. Okay. I will dabble unabashedly if I do dabble in the black arts and I might even buy a candle and do some magic and then just repent later. Like, you know, I'm cool with Christ. Just let him, you know, sometimes you got to take the demon out for a walk, so to speak. You got to go uh, make a deal with the devil. Never done that. But you just think sometimes if if that's what manifesting is. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man, I'm going to need a, I'm going to need an exorcism uh, for, for my life. Um why do I define it as manifesting or were you speaking uh, past tense? Um, manifesting uh, in the sense where like because these are techniques, visualization techniques where. So like uh, what's well, a visualization technique? So before you fall asleep, you would uh, you this would involve writing as well. So you'd have to write these things down daily or if you didn't write it down daily one of the practices might be you write it down and you keep it in your pocket and you read it every day you keep it in your wallet uh things like that and then while you fall asleep you uh you think right with words um what you want and then as you drift into sleep then you close your eyes and you stop thinking and you try to see uh, what it is you look like in the position you want to be so for me it would be like falling asleep every night and then you know, seeing myself on stage, holding a mic, walking back and forth, make, you know, seeing the crowd laugh and, and kind of uh, visualizing these things. And uh, and then so that's what I mean by manifesting in, in the sense that you are and I always think of it like this. You're remembering the future. Right. And so it's your job to remember the future and then go towards it. Right. And so it's in some way it's kind of imagining what the future is. But on the other end of the spectrum, it's uh, I like to think of it as, you know, remembering your future, because I always come down to this question. Uh, are we living life or just remembering it? Right. So because everything I just said now, 
is a memory and I'd have to remember everything from it, right? So everything I'm going forward into the future is just me living in a memory. I'm constantly in memories, memories, memories. And those are just memories now. So, uh, so uh, that's kind of what I get fucked up about that sometimes. I was listening to like a Post Malone, Joe Rogan, because uh, Post Malone's a homie, not personally, but he was on the Joe Rogan podcast. And I listened to a little bit of it. And he, he said he stopped smoking pot because he, he smoked a joint one time. And then he got this depersonalization effect of it where he felt like he wasn't living his life right? He was watching his life pass by like while he was in his body or something to that effect. I said, holy shit, man, I can relate to that sometimes, right? Um, at least in my thoughts and uh, in the way I see things sometimes. So uh, I was like, do I need to stop smoking? Did I get the, did I get the same fucking weed post Malone got? Because damn, dude, sometimes I do feel like I'm like in shotgun, you know, in the shotgun seat watching my life pass by because I'm perpetually in a fucking memory, dude. I'm always in a goddamn memory. Like, this is a memory. And then you just got to remember that your life gets better. And then you got to go towards that memory. Uh, Well, this is the end of the show, folks. I made it to... I got five minutes left. Fuck. Uh, Wrong clock. So I keep talking. Uh, But anyway, so that's kind of what I mean by manifestation techniques and things like that. Um, so, you know, maybe it is satanic, maybe it isn't, I'm not really sure. Uh, I'll think about that. Is there anything else I want to cover real quick? Um, no, I think I did it. Here's what I will say. Big show coming on Friday, Friday. So Fridays are my big show. I'll be streaming for hours. Okay. And if anybody Fridays, if you ever want to do a podcast with me, okay. Um, I put my podcast on Spotify and iTunes. Every Friday, I do an open podcast call out. So last week, I had uh, Mr. Smith 6079 on the show. And um, if anybody's interested in being on the Provo Kid podcast, it's a one-on-one conversation, just me and you. And uh, it gets posted to Spotify and iTunes. So, you know, I'm just taking open calls, dude. That's who I'm, that's what I'm doing right now. Instead of having like a co-host uh, or like a co-host show, on Fridays, it's just open call. Anybody, anybody who wants it. Um, hey, thank you, Jack Talk. I appreciate that. You had one hell of a stream today, Jack. I'll tell you that. Um, I'm sad I missed most of it. I was caught in some uh, earthly duties, man. When my earthly duties get in the way of my life, sometimes I'm thinking, I'm thinking to myself, you know. I get caught in this earthly duty thing, right? There's all these things that are happening in my real life that I just feel like should be, I should be paying more attention to, right? They say the present moment is a present, right? I love this one. This one's for you, Jack. The present moment is a present, right? That's like a, a gift, right? A present. But it's also pre-sent. It's pre-sent to you, Jack. The present moment is a present that is pre-sent. So you just got to... Always be the person constantly in the moment, unwrapping that special present, that special gift from God, which is the, the, which is the moment we have right now with each other or with yourself if you're by yourself or with loved ones or with your dog or cat or if you got lizards or snakes. You know, I think that's amazing. I've been trying to, I've been trying to tap into that, dude. These earthly, when I'm just in my earthly state, I'm doing my earth shit, uh, trying to be present 
and appreciate like, oh, these are the things in my life when I'm older, I'll look back and say, yeah, that was good. It was it was nice that I was present and I was aware and I was uh, in the moment. And I feel like uh, this technological civilization we live in now, we're going to have a lot of late life regret uh, where people, you know, because it's like, what did people say on their deathbed? We're going to have a whole new generation with gripes and grievances on their deathbed of saying, man, I wish I was more present, right? Because in the past, you had no choice, really, like you were fucked. You were fucked just to be in the moment. You had nowhere to go. You had nowhere to check out. Maybe a newspaper. Maybe you could turn on the radio. Maybe you had TV, but for the most part, man, you had to deal with earthly duties, uh, with that, God bless you all. It's been a wonderful, wonderful evening. And uh, man, can't thank it, you guys enough for uh, stopping by and uh, unsubscribing and disliking. Shout out Distinction. Shout out Talcott. Shout out Toxic, Smokey, and everybody else. Yella. Um, hello, Carl. Carl, I wish he would have stayed around longer. He probably got called up to the big leagues. Enslaved by Truth. I always miss a few people. Ginger Ridge. Uh, always miss a few cooter uh hello thank you again yellow for sharing out the link um jeremy thanks for stopping by man i appreciate appreciate all the support you guys are amazing uh make sure you have a wonderful week catch me on friday uh should be fun i'll be hopping on different panels creating uh trying to create some moments in time uh with that god bless you all